Fernando alcoholic. I am reading a story today from the grapevine. I remember when I was a kid, ran away from home at 16, 17, got together with some hippies. We used to live by a train track. It was so close. I mean, to say it was uh, 30, 40 feet would be uh, probably an understatement. Um, it would rumble the house. After a while, you get immune to it. But we used to get drunk and play chicken, put panties on there, do all kinds of stupid things that, uh, you know, I dread it because it, my my hand is worth a billion dollars, and I used to put my hand on the railroads, smashing pennies, put pennies on the while the train is passing in motion. So um, you try that. Don't tell no one I said that. All right, let's open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by serenity prayer. I'm going to be reading from Grapevine of October 2018. All right, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Okay, our story is Madman. A newcomer gets a brand new job at an advertising agency selling liquor. What could possibly go wrong? Hey Amen. This is the uh, in the main article of the book. I guess it's the best one. Here we go. I arrive at my first AA meeting unemployed and unemployable. I had last worked in a San Francisco advertising agency. After getting fired, I found every door in town closed to me. About a week into sobriety, I got a call out of the blue from an ad agency desperate to hire. I had worked with one of their executives earlier in my career when my vendors were confined to weekend and holiday. She set up some interviews for me. I got hired. They were all, after all, desperate. I started work at this agency almost immediately. I was assigned to the agency's liquor account a brand name I was well acquainted with as a consumer. It did not occur to me to ask anyone in my AA meeting if accepting the job was a good idea. That was something I had not yet learned to do. I did wonder how I would handle product tasting and client entertainment. I was sure that at some point I would be fired. Drinking was part of the job, so or so I thought. My new employer had Quint, Q-U-I-N-T, quite essential, 1980s vibe. Is that what it says? Especially when it came to drinking and drug use. Each afternoon, there was an open bar in the office. A copyright I worked with disappeared from the set of a commercial shoot. Lost on a week-long bender, that did not affect his employment. An art director overdosed and died in the mailroom, and this was during my first 90 days at the agency and in AA. I did attend AA meetings in the evenings, although I had my newcomer priorities. Work always came first. I simply did not take anyone in AA seriously who suggested that a meeting might take priority over work. 
I simply did not take anyone in AA seriously who suggested that a meeting might take priority over work. At six weeks dry, if not especially sober, I got a call from the VP of agency operations. She served as enforcer for our hothead CEO. She spoke with a jarring directness. We call her the dragon lady. I had no sooner sat down across from her than she held out a letter. With a flick of her wrist, she made the paper crack like a whip. Explain, she said. The letter had come from bankruptcy court, asking for confirmation of my employment and salary. Yes, I arrived in AA, a financial wreck too. I somehow thought I could go through bankruptcy without my employer ever finding out. I had to give the dragon lady an answer, and fast. Any other day, I would have come up with some convoluted explanation delivered with conviction. Some people are skilled at reading spreadsheets. I excel at creating confusion. <laughs> Instead, of, I simply burst into tears and I confess, I am an alcoholic and I am an AA and I have 42 days. I am going to get fired. Am I going to get fired over this? She passed me a box of tissue. In light of what you just told me, your job is definitely in jeopardy, she said. The agency is leery of putting alcoholics with money problems in position of authority. She started quizzing me on where I went to meetings. I told her I went almost every night to Trinity Church and afterwards out for pie and coffee at Mrs. Brown's feed bag. I understand what you're going through, she said, her voice softened. You see, I am an alcoholic myself. I have 10 years of sobriety and I, I too, am a member of AA. Then she folded up the letter from the court and put it on a file on her desk. Fortunately, she added with a slight smile, I'm an officer of the company and can take care of this. No one here needs to know. I sat there stunned. I go to a meeting every day at lunch, she continued. You should join me. From that moment on, I didn't think of her as the dragon lady. I call her by her name, which I'll abbreviate as H. Every day, unless a work obligation got in the way, a real one, we went to what we call micro-meetings because they lasted 40 minutes. We grabbed a sandwich at a nearby shop, then dashed to the AA meeting. One day, I heard a speaker named John. He referred to himself as Madman. I thought I knew what he meant. He turned out to be the owner of a rival ad agency. He knew my employer and the crazy environment I worked in. He became a kind of work sponsor. Whatever I was stressing about, he understood. In a way, people outside the business did not, and he had so much experience that helped me stay sober. At 90 days, I had no choice but to attend my client's annual sales convention in Phoenix. I've been told to expect the boost to flow. Sales guys in this industry have well-earned reputation. Nothing H or John said convinced me not to go. My irrational fear of being fired all the time got the better of me yet again. I went. The sales convention, convention quickly reached a level of drunken debauchery. By the end of the first day, I felt crazy. I felt on the outside a freak. I expected not to have a job by the end of the night. I felt the urge to drink. I felt the urge to drink roar back. It scared the hell out of me. I walked out the street and hailed a taxi. With the Phoenix meeting directory in my pocket, off I went to, a, to find a meeting. I ultimately ended up 
another hotel where an AA convention was underway. I slipped into the back of the banquet room as the speaker was introduced. It was Bill A. from San Francisco, a man I knew from meetings at home. I joined the receiving line after Bill spoke. He immediately recognized me. I told him I wanted to go through the steps. I also asked him if I, if he would be my sponsor. He said yes. Ten years of sobriety later, I was an executive at the same ad agency, working on a Napa Valley winery account. I had never tasted the client's products. They liked my work and didn't seem to mind. In fact, they asked me to be their director or marketing. Go figure. This time, I did ask my fellow AA members for help, and I ended up turning down the job. Today, I have over 30 years of sobriety. When I look back on that first year, I feel such gratitude. Regardless of the situation I find myself in, an AA seemed to jump into my path. I just had to do my part, not drink and ask for help. Of course, in those days, that was major. Anonymous, New York, New York.